We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally? I think we ain't done yet. All right, welcome to another edition of the Budding Heads podcast. Proud part of Ramstock Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. As always, I'm Steve Barrow here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, I, I got to get this out of the way after playing our, our lovely intro. Did you see that our guy, Marcus Peters, year off a of torn ACL, is back at practice? He's going to play this year for Baltimore. That's always good news, man. I, I know that uh, Marcus Peters is no longer a Ram, but you know what? I still like the guy. I think he's hilarious. And, uh, you know, I don't wish injury on, on any player. So hopefully he comes back better than ever. Um, unfortunately for him, he won't win a Super Bowl, and our team will. <laughs> hey, you never know. They got a they got a good squad over there in Baltimore. But uh, hopefully we repeat. So that's the dream. Uh, on, the, on the trek to repeating, the Rams are coming off a huge moment in that quest. Their first preseason game, which I cannot say with a straight face. Uh, we are going to talk about everything that happened in that game. And probably none of it will be consequential at all to our actual season. But we're sure as hell going to act like it is because that's what we do here. Um, before we get into the preseason Johnny news from the team. And I don't think there's been much over the last week. I personally don't really care about the unofficial depth chart. I don't know if you do. Like, I know that was something making the rounds. Uh, not really. It's it's something that should be taken for a grain of salt anyway. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's nothing worth uh, looking at too much maybe towards the end of, of the preseason. But as of now, it's just like, they're just putting names on paper is essentially what they're doing. Yeah, the biggest thing on it was the I think it was the free safety position said Jordan Fuller or Taylor Rapp or Jordan Fuller in the first spot. 
I I, I don't care. I, I'm not going to make anything out of that until we see Jordan Fuller on the bench in week one. They didn't even bother to put Bobby Evans on the paper. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I saw that. I'm like, where the hell's Bobby Evans? Did they cut him and not? And I didn't realize it. But nope, he was out there. He was uh, playing. Yeah, he might be. He might be on track for uh, for the chop block. Uh, I'm kind of with you there, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, let's start with this. I think the only real relevant news was that it came out that both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are dealing with soft tissue injuries. Um, the quote from Sean McVay on this was, he said, they have soft tissue stuff right now. They're not full speed. Until they're full speed, we're not going to have them practice. doesn't really sound like anyone's concerned. Uh, McVay went on to say, we're just being smart with them. We're interested in them being able to run, return to full performance when it, where it can be full speed, not like 50%. We need to be able to go at running back. So the first goal is to get them back to when they're both at full speed, 100% with no restrictions. So it's like nobody – it was reported as not serious at all. doesn't seem like it's serious. But I am not going to sit here and act like I can take a report about both of our injury-plagued running backs dealing with soft tissue injuries. You know, that's just not a great way to start the preseason. I, I was just glad it wasn't a paper cut. Not to downplay anything that they do, because hey, running backs they they get they take a beating, man. Let's let's fucking face it. They they get beat every every game. Uh but it's a soft tissue issue, which I I I'm no doctor or anything, but it sounds to me like they have bruises. <laughs> I don't know. I just get freaked out with these guys. I mean, after watching the preseason None of those guys look like they would be fun to watch for a full game. So I I am with Sean McVay to keep them out until they are at 100%. But, you know, not a great way to start camp. Yeah, I I agree. It's not something you want to hear, but it it could be significantly worse, as we learned last last preseason. Uh, It could be significantly worse than, you know, soft tissue issues. Uh so uh yeah, I'm not all that nervous. I'm I'm all for holding them out um until you know they're one hundred percent and you know they're no longer hurting or anything like that. Uh I think I might tell my boss too that I'm feeling a bit of soft tissue issue. Uh so I may <laughs> have to sit out as well. Um uh, don't know how well that's gonna go, but wish me luck, man. Uh let the man work from home. He's dealing with soft tissue issues. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just kidding, though. Just so people realize, yes, I realize that they they get they take a beating. Uh, <laughs> just messing around. The um, well, so let's just move on into this game. <laughs> I guess uh, the Rams won a their preseason opener at the Chargers, which is always hilarious. Twenty nine to twenty two. This is their first preseason win, I think, since twenty nineteen. Um, so. Hey, we won. Uh, do, do we care that we won? I actually kind of – I don't really care, but, like, it was nice to see the way the game played out. We actually had some clutch plays from a couple players we're going to be talking about here. But, man, like, thank God that Bryce 
Perkins. And I'm just going to say this. I am sure I'm going to call him Bryce Hopkins a bunch of times in this podcast just by habit um, because we have both of those guys. Thank God he is our preseason quarterback because, like, Chase Daniel didn't even play bad in this game. It might have been the best game in his NFL career. Um, But, like, (laughs) good God, dude, what a fucking boring offense to watch when it's just, like, Chase Daniel throwing – um, just short passes, miraculously snuck a 22-yard run in there. Uh, just, goddamn, man. It was so much, as bad as it sounds to watch Bryce Perkins run for his life the entire game. Like, that was just way more enjoyable than watching Chase Daniel and, uh, to a lesser extent, Easton Stick just sit in the pocket and throw short passes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of interesting because I, I, I mean, obviously Brandon Staley, you know, kind of took upon, you know, uh, Sean McVay's ideology of, of sitting the majority of their starters, though there were a few starters out there, um, unlike really the Rams, pretty much the Rams. It was their, their starters plus any form of contributor whatsoever that they can envision. So, yeah, you're, you're truly seeing guys that are either like backup of backups or fringe cut candidates or just camp bodies. So it, it's interesting seeing some of these guys out there. But it wasn't all uninteresting. There was a few guys that truly shined and that uh, that, I'm, that I was real happy with what I saw. Um not a whole lot, but a few. <laughs> well, yeah. So before we get into the guys that we were impressed with, I do want to run through the guys that didn't play because I think that's like the most relevant thing for a Sean McVay team. Uh, no Coleman Shelton out there. Uh, Logan Bruss, who uh, Sean McVay said he thought did a good job. We can talk about him a little bit later. Seems like if Coleman Shelton's not playing, he is 100% going to be the starter week one. So we will see how that experiment plays out. Um, You were right about Kendall Blanton. He did play. He played a little bit. Uh, Bryson Hopkins as well played a little. Uh, Hopkins, I thought, looked pretty good. Bland didn't didn't really do any. Didn't get a chance to do much. No David Long. Um, Pretty much most of these guys on defense didn't play. I... We'll say Robert Rochelle played a little bit. Terrell Burgess played a little bit. Um, 15 snaps for Robert Rochelle, 19 snaps for Terrell Burgess. Uh, Terrell Burgess looked bad. Oh, yeah. Which is like, god damn, dude. I I, didn't, like, I, I don't know if he's going to make the team. Nah, nah. I, I'd be entirely shocked if he did. For Like, for them to throw him out there and be, like, basically saying, we don't believe in you, prove us wrong. And then he just proves them right. You know, like, it would be like if Skoranek, who didn't play, and we can talk about that in a second, just went out there and dropped seven passes. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I I, I, I wouldn't say I'm totally out on the guy, but it's there are more intriguing players at this point. You're so – you've removed yourself so far from, like, the Terrell Burgess experiment. It's kind of like just, like, let him go let him try and play somewhere else because he's never going to be a contributor for you because clearly neither of you want that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a bummer because he was someone we liked a little bit, but 
there there's nothing there that is not going to happen here yeah the it's very disappointing because other than his rookie year, he just hasn't shown any sign of getting back to the promise we had seen his rookie year. And it seems like it gets further and further away. I, I mean, it's entirely possible he just had a bad game, but you don't have a whole lot of time to really change the minds of the coaching staff. So <laughs> these next two games, he better like really, really step it up. Uh, otherwise, this is going to be um, this is going to be a really big challenge for him to make the roster. Yeah, yeah, he's got some work to do. Uh, Robert Rochelle is out there. He's obviously a lock. He looked fine. Um, <laughs> the most relevant one to us, Johnny Ben Skoranek was a healthy scratch here. Two uh, two was also injured, but from the way the Rams were talking about it, he might have not played anyways. And so I guess. It's it's weird with Skoranek, and I don't know how you feel about it. Like, I get why he didn't play. He's slated to be a starter right now. And, you know, this guy was playing in the Super Bowl, like, significant plays throughout the playoffs. And so it's kind of like, what's he going to get from this? Um, on the flip side, it might be good for him to go out there and catch 10 passes for 100 yards in a – meaningless game against third stringers uh just to boost up that guy's confidence and boost up everybody else's confidence in in him but i don't know i i guess i understand why he didn't play but it was just like hilarious that we're at the point where ben skronik is too good to play in this game it's it's weird i i don't know if it's uh i don't know if it's something that sean mcveigh and liam cohen see in in Ben Skoranek that we just simply aren't seeing, which, let's face it, I will take their word over our word any day. Um, but it, it's a bit of a head-scratcher for me because I, I get it. You know, Van Jefferson isn't out there. Not that I think he would have been out there if he was healthy. Um, you know, Jacob Harris couldn't be out there. Uh because of, you know, injuries uh, again. So Ben Skoranek is, I, I don't know. I, again, maybe it's something that we're just not seeing, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like there are better options over Skoranek. But again, this is a guy that in a perfect universe, you don't really want him on the field anyway. Uh, you know, it, uh, you have better options ahead of him, so you hope that they're that the offense is you know healthy enough so that they don't need to use him. Well, and I guess uh, you know we'll run through the box score. We'll talk specifically about some of these guys. But on the flip side of this, Ben Skronik in theory, and Greg him wrong. He's six three. He's a big guy, not that fast. Um, in a perfect world, he's a guy who can go up and make you big body plays. Um, just being a big dude out there, making plays that big dudes make. Yeah, like theoretically. I know he hasn't done that for us. That's what we saw in this game from Lance McCutcheon. Yep. Um, who I'm, I'm not going to sit here and overreact to one fucking preseason game and say like Lance McCutcheon should be the wide receiver three. He shouldn't. But... 
this is kind of like stuff that you would want from somebody with Ben Skronik's profile. And so I don't know what the math is going to add out to can Lance McCutcheon make the team. He definitely can um, right now receiver-wise. Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Ben Skronik, Tutu Atwell, Brandon Powell. All six of those guys are going to make the team. Um, Skronik not playing in this game means at the very least he will be on the roster even if he's not playing. He'd be a seventh wide receiver. Um, but if he continues to play like this, he's going to make the team. I don't think they'd have any issues with keeping a seventh guy. They use him to do a lot of things. Plus, Brandon Powell's barely a receiver in itself. But I don't know, man. It's just like, no, Skronik didn't do this, or he might have been injured last preseason. I don't remember. Um, it would have been nice to just play him and see him do some of this stuff. And now we have another guy doing, making crazy good plays, like catching goal line fades, jump balls, a whole lot. Um, and we'll talk about Perkins in a minute, but these were not like darts, like the best throws you've ever seen. He's just going up and making plays. And it's something that we probably do have now that Allen Robinson's on the team. And so it's not as like big of an issue as this type of thing would have been at the start of last preseason, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, is he better? Maybe probably not. I don't know. It's just, it's just funny to me that like, that was the kind of football we saw from the only receiver, the Rams threw the ball to in this game. So while Steve may not make a, a, you know, a big deal about this uh, one preseason game, from uh, Lance McCutcheon. I, on the other hand, will make a big fucking deal out of this. Listen, I, I get it. It was one preseason game. He's an undrafted free agent. There's still a lot to to go through. Uh, you know, if he obviously, if he continues to make plays like this for, you know, both preseason games, oh, yeah, he's a lock, in my opinion, to make the, the roster. But... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The way I look at it is, I mean, we would love to see Skoranek do this kind of stuff, but it's not like he didn't have opportunity to do this. He had so many opportunities during the playoffs last year, during the Super Bowl last year, and each time it just 
kind of slipped through his fingers, quite literally. So, <laughs> I I don't know. For me, I, I, again, like uh, I, I, it's safe to it's safe to assume that you want to give priority to, I guess, a quote unquote veteran because he does have a little bit of of seniority over McCutcheon, but. Until we really see much of anything else from Skoranek other than, you know, dropping the football into the hands of the defender, I I really I really cannot emphasize how I think McCutcheon may be the better option here over Skoranek. Now, again, it, it's not the end of the world should something should, you know, the Rams decide to go with Skoranek instead of McCutcheon, because as I said earlier, it's not as though that either one of these guys are going to be on the field much if everybody stays healthy. You know, if you have a healthy Cooper Cup, if you have a healthy Allen Robbins, if you have a healthy Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, you're not going to see any of these guys. But still, you'd like that option to be the best option possible. So I, I, I might be overreacting a little bit, but I like what I saw in McCutcheon because he turned shit into gold in this game. Let's just be real. Yeah, he really did. And um, for those that didn't watch the game, A, good for you guys. Uh, B, <laughs> B, Lance McCutcheon, undrafted rookie receiver out of Montana State, 6'3". Uh, caught five of the six targets for 87 yards, two touchdowns. If you didn't watch the game, just Google his highlights from this game because – his two touchdowns were wild plays and plays that he made. Um, and so when you're going into week one, likely without Van Jefferson, you know, I personally like if he's if he's not 100%, don't play him. It's a long season. You're going to be fine. Um, if he's not playing, there is room for McCutcheon if he makes a team to get some snaps in the poo-poo platter of Ben Skronik, Tutu Atwell, um, potentially McCutcheon and tight ends filling that role. And so it, it, it's it's nice to see just somebody break out like this in a preseason game because it's, it's been years since we watched Nelson Spruce do this. Um, yeah. And uh, who's the other guy? Kaderil Hodge was the last guy we liked, I think. Oh, that's right. Darryl I forgot Hodge. about Kaderil. Yeah, preseason warrior. And so, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily Lance McCutcheon competing with anybody for this roster spot because like I'll, I'll pull up the roster and read you the receivers that are there. They're either going to take the six players I just mentioned or the six players I just mentioned and Lance McCutcheon. Uh, if he does this two more times, because you're not going to cut a guy that is doing this unless you really, really need that roster. Spot. The other guys on the team, Landon Akers, Warren Jackson, JJ Koski, um, Austin Trammell, like, I think he's set. I think I think he's set in that competition. He has separated himself enough from that group. Um, and if you look at the targets everyone got, clearly he's the guy that Bryce Bryce Perkins likes. And so this was cool. It was cool. It was cool to just see a no name guy like this really have himself a day and make him a contender to to, to make this roster and potentially get some snaps week one. But. Um, He'd have to really go off to push for snaps week one. And he would still need Van Jefferson not to play. Because if Van Jefferson plays, none of these guys are playing. 
let's run through this box score uh, and talk about these guys. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go through team stats. I'm not going to go through the Chargers offensive stats because I just don't care. Do you want you want to sit here and talk about Chase Daniel, Johnny? <laughs> I, I actually forgot he was still in the NFL. I will say I cannot. His run was so funny because clearly the Rams did not think he would ever leave the the pocket and there was just like 40 yards of wide open space and he got 20 of them uh which was just like a hilarious play to me chase daniels doing this in the preseason but the i think the story of the game besides mccutcheon and partly with mccutcheon was bryce perkins only rams quarterback to play in this game i don't think john wolford suited up uh luis perez did suit up he did not play which i think is Probably a fine call. There's no chance he makes the team. No disrespect to our guy, Louis Perez. Um, Perkins in this game goes 10 for 17, 133 yards, two touchdowns. He sacked twice, had a 122.9 QB rating, which is not bad. On the ground, he added eight carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. So um, a part of three of the Rams, four touchdowns. It's an interesting performance to break down for me, Johnny, because, like, you saw exactly why the Rams will not cut this guy. Like, it was borderline impossible for him to get sacked. If this was Chase Daniel back there, he would have gotten sacked 12 times in this game because the Rams' line was fucking terrible. And he just, like, he must have broken 47 tackles. Like, it was just outrageous how many tackles he broke. But at the same time, like, his passing wasn't that good, and I understand why he's a third stringer in the NFL. Um, that being said, this was an awesome performance to watch. There's clearly potential. You know, I, I don't know. Like, there's not really anything, like, to project because he's not going to play. Um, and I think he looked better in this game than he did in last year's preseason. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like if they were – they felt like they need to keep him last year on the active roster. They're probably going to do it again this year, but like, is he good? Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's good, but he's certainly something. He's an interesting player. He's a very entertaining player. Is he a good player? Uh, debatable. Uh, in, in it, in his defense, even though like we're going to talk about his defense, I'm sure too, but he is playing with scrubs, just complete yes. scrubs. And that's where you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt because, I mean, clearly this offensive line behind him was was not very good. There was very little protection at all. And a, a lot of this, I mean, it was, it was kind of amazing seeing his, uh, you know, elusiveness and, you know, breaking tackles. It was it was incredible. I mean, that also <laughs> that also has a lot to do with you know playing against backup players because uh, otherwise I'm pretty sure you know uh, you know actual starters would have made those tackles for sure. Uh, but still, it doesn't make it any less impressive, you know. And, and that's what actually kind of saved the preseason game for me, anyway. You know, just seeing me as well. Yeah, just see. I mean, could you imagine if Sean Mannion or someone like that was back there? You you just see him on his ass the entire game, uh, just just getting completely hit and sacked 
over and over and over because the offensive line was so atrocious. But, uh, you know, he between him and McCutcheon, easily uh, the highlights of this game, um, bar none. And, and uh, I will say this, though, on a bit of a side note, I, I – I was a little disappointed not to see Luis Perez out there. And don't get me wrong, I realize that he's probably not going to make the roster. But, I mean, at least give him some some highlight tapes, you know, to send to other teams in the NFL to potentially make their roster. I, I mean, I, I personally, I thought it was a little messed up. It's like, dude, you, you know what you have at this point with, with – um, you, you know what you have with Perkins. Yeah, I I think he will play at some point this preseason. I don't think he's going to get cut until final cuts because they're not going to suit up Wolford, right? Like, I think that's pretty clear. No, definitely not suiting up uh, Wolford. So we'll see if he plays. I mean, maybe they were just thinking, like, it was a close game. I mean, I know it doesn't matter who wins, but maybe they were like, let's give this guy some, like, actual game script experience in a close game. Um, I'd be surprised if Wolf or, or if if Perez took no snaps in the preseason. Yeah, I, I would be too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully everyone that's on the roster, um, gets a chance to show what they got. Uh, on the ground for the Rams, well, oh boy, uh, Raymond Calais eight carries for sorry, Raymond Calais. I'm correcting myself because they said Calais a hundred times in this game. They did. Um, AJ Raymond Clay, eight carries for twenty-five yards. AJ was it Rosa? Or it's not. It was. Is it just Rose? Oh no, I'm thinking think of Trey Ragas. Yeah, it's just Rose. Wow, that was pretty bad. Because uh, <laughs> I remember Trey Trey Ragas had a, yes. a very specific pronunciation. AJ Rose, eight carries for nineteen yards and a touchdown. Jake Funk, six carries for sixteen yards. Trey Ragas, four carries for one yard. Uh, J.J. Koski took a jet sweep for one yard. Uh, Regas, uh, four carries for nine yards. I don't know if I just had one. Um, the A.J. Rose touchdown was pretty nice. I mean, he he was maybe the only one of these guys that looked inspiring to me whatsoever. And even that, like, uh, we need our running backs to not get hurt this year. <laughs> yeah, but, I agree. The only only running back that looked any any kind of spe- well, actually, I take that back. Jake Funk didn't have too bad of a game early on. None of them were too bad. Like I, none of these guys stunk it up. And again, this was one of the worst protections I've ever seen in my life from an offensive line in this game. Uh, just fucking my god. And so I'll give all these guys a break, but. Yeah, none of them looked too bad, but none of them it was like you weren't I didn't sit here watching any of these guys like, well, I think this is the guy that should be the third string running back. Yeah, I, I can I can understand what you're saying there. And and you're right, you know, um I I hope to see more from these guys, but uh, again, the offensive line really needs to, you know, get you know, put better protection out there because I mean, there was there was absolutely no holes opening up, so these guys literally had to make anything happen, and that's why it's kind of funny seeing, uh, you know, AJ Rose's um, 
you know, touchdown because he literally took, uh, you know, just took out two defenders that were right in front of him. That That's not what you want to see from your offensive line. Just no. two defenders right there as he gets the football, you know, that that's not a good sign. I mean, one of Bryce Perkins's sack escapes to get a first down. I think he literally broke six tackles on like, it's just like, they were getting clobbered. Um, just keeping like to the O-line, McVeigh on, on Logan Bruss's performance, he said, I thought he did a good job. Sometimes there's so much going up front, going on up front that until you go back and watch the film. But there was a couple plays where he was at the point of attack and even did a good job on some backside combinations where the ball ended up winding back for some good positive gains. I think Bruss is really the only player of note here on the line that played, like just looking at the snap counts, Tremaine Ankrum, um, Jackson, Cologne, Brewer, Arcuri, Bobby Evans, Ely, Snyder. Like, did we expect anything from any of these guys? I mean, I think we've seen enough of Bobby Evans at this point. Um, Ankrum, I know a lot of people liked, uh, did not play very well in this game. He got absolutely bulldozed on one of the sacks. I don't know. (laughs) Shit, man. If any of our guys get hurt, we're fucked. I thought uh, Alaric Jackson or A.J. Jackson, um, I thought he did okay. Um, nothing, you know, overly spectacular or anything like that, but I, I thought he did okay. Uh, but, yeah, as for the rest of them, uh, they were either okay or just downright terrible. Cologne was terrible. Um, A.J. Akuri was not – I mean, he was a seventh-round pick for a reason, and that just showed right there. Uh, you know, to be fair, again, he, he is a rookie, a late round rookie. So, uh, there, there's supposed to be a learning curve along the way. Just hope he gets a little bit better because, oof, that was, that was horrendous from him. I, I would say between him and, and, uh, Bobby Evans, they were probably the worst offensive lineman we had, uh, the entire game. Yeah. Bobby was, uh, uh, I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, that one game against Khalil Mack and his career just kind of ended. It's tough, <laughs> tough, man. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, we're talking about the, all these guys that are not good on our end are playing. Like, the Chargers didn't play really anyone either. Like, I, I just said Khalil Mack. They were not going against Khalil Mack. He did not suit up in this game. So it's like, to be this bad, it, it's it's tough luck. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to write off Bruss at all. I, a lot of people are being really dramatic about this performance. It's one game. Um, I, it, I didn't think he did that bad. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't to the effect that, um, you know, cause we were hoping and, and expecting that he could be a potential starter week one. And it's clear that he's not ready, but he wasn't so horrendous to the point where it's like, we made a mistake. No, not, not at all. There was times where he looked okay out there, but it was just one preseason game. If you're overreacting after this one, you, you need to relax a bit. Yeah, and, like, my biggest takeaway after this is, like, God, I hope they're right about Coleman Schoen because <laughs> if he's true. not it, like, boy, man, we need to trade for somebody. I think that's, like, the biggest takeaway to me is, it's like, he's not playing. Uh, I hope he can be average. Yeah, I 
I, I'm willing to believe that um, because we did actually get a, a little dose of, of uh, Coleman Shelton last year, and I thought he was pretty good. You know, wasn't, again, not going to sit here and say that he was better than, say, an Austin Corbett, but uh, you know what? I thought he did a good enough job to, uh, you know, make us believe that he could, you know, he was worth bringing back. And as a reminder, he was one of the first free agents that the Rams prioritized uh, to bring back. So that means something. Yeah, and they, I think, I was going to say they brought back their whole line besides Corbett, who Coleman Shelton is replacing, but obviously they don't have Andrew Whitworth. But I think there is enough stability with Joe Noteboom there where, like, if Noteboom slides in and is 75% of what Whitworth was last year, and the rest of those guys are still good. David Edwards, Brian Allen, Ralph Havenstein. All Coleman Shelton needs to do is not be a train wreck. And, like, this team will be fine. But you never know because, you know, we've only seen bits and pieces of him here. I, I'm not as concerned about it as I was the year where we slid no boom and Allen in there together with, like, no experience. Um, and that was tough. <laughs> It really was. was. There's not much to make of the receiving group besides McCutcheon, who we already talked about. Austin Trammell had three catches for 27 yards on four targets. Jake Funk had a catch for 10 yards. Bryson Hopkins had a catch for nine yards. They both got two targets. J.J. Koski, Landon Akers both didn't come up with their one target. Uh, It's kind of crazy how little players got thrown the ball in this game. I mean, didn't really uh, exactly get enough opportunity there. It was either uh, Perkins running for his life or um, being underthrown. And Perkins, uh, yeah, Perkins only threw the ball 17 times. Yeah, some of his passes were bad, um, but made some plays to make up for it. Ran the ball eight times. I feel like only one of those was a designed run. The touchdown. So... 24 dropbacks, 25, I guess, if you count. Not 24, if seven of those are runs on the fly. Is there anything else offensively that you wanted to get to before we move on? Uh, Nah, not really. Defense. Um, Just some calls from the box score. I don't know if there's a ton of breakdown in box score-wise. Jay Cummel led the way with 10 tackles. Grant Haley led the way with seven solo tackles, nine total. Um, Bobby Brown recorded a sack. Ernest Brown recorded a sack. Um, where interceptions on this box score? Dan Isom had one. I guess we could just jump around to a bunch of players here. Um, for me, I thought we could start with players that we know are going to make the team. I thought Bobby Brown looked great. He did. That was great to see. Too bad he's suspended for the first six games. Well, let him pile it up in the preseason and then just sit on it, I guess. Um, him and Robert Rochelle are probably the two guys who might be actual contributors for this team that we knew of going into this game. And uh, I don't think there's enough to make of Rochelle either way. Um, but I've never sat here and said I thought Bobby Brown looked good, so I was excited about that. That that's entirely true. Yeah, I, I did like what I saw up there, and uh, it seems like he's going to be okay after the potential injury towards the end of the game. 
Um, yeah. So uh, that's good news. You know, that it seems like he's going to be all right. Um, and hopefully it doesn't keep him out, but we'll see. Uh, but that is good news. You know, that shows signs of improvement because, uh, I mean, he was kind of a non-existent factor at all last year, um, him and Ernest Brown. So the fact that they both got a little bit of uh, magic going in there, you know, that's 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 definitely a good sign, um, especially because the it's kind of thin behind, you know, the starting defensive linemen. So a- any type of spark we can get there, uh, will definitely be a positive. Uh, and, you know, that's not bad. You know, I, as long as you have Aaron Donald there, you know, pretty much everyone's going to be uh, an absolute stud. So uh, there's that. Yeah, there's, there's tons of spots open um, to get playing time for a lot of these guys to step up. Uh, I wouldn't say any of these guys will start by any means, but there's room to play. I think a lot of people got a guy a lot of people are calling out after this game is um, – Daniel Hardy, the outside linebacker, also from Montana State, uh, seventh-round pick by the Rams, looked pretty good to me. Um, he didn't jump off the, the sheet for me like he did for a lot of people, but what would you make of this game? I th- it was at least promising for me, to say the least. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't um, – it wasn't – because I'm with you, Steve. I didn't see, like, what everybody else saw where it was like, oh, damn, you know, this guy's the real deal, you know. Uh, not saying that he didn't have a great game or anything, just wasn't all that special for me. Uh, But the, the fact that there is some sort of, you know, uh, thing to talk about there is, is great from, you know, a guy that is a low round draft pick, you know, if he can be a contributor in any way, that's already a victory in my eyes. So um, if he continues to develop great, you know, we could definitely use the depth. Uh, because there's not a whole lot behind, uh, behind you know, uh, Leonard Floyd or or uh, Justin Holland. So uh, if he can continue to develop, hopefully he may be a contributor at some point. I mean, he might be the guy behind them at this point. It's him or Terrell Lewis. So uh, it's, that's, uh... a, that's another story, too. And he, not that this unofficial depth chart matters, but he was listed ahead of Lewis on it. I don't know uh, really what to make of that. Um, I don't really either. <laughs> I, and with preseason games too, I want to say like, I, 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 I cannot bring myself to watching these games like super intensely. Like I would when I go and rewatch a regular season game to prepare for this podcast. Like, if a guy's not pop like jumping off making big plays, especially on defense, if a guy is just doing his job, not making big plays, not getting beat, I probably won't notice them as much in the preseason. That being said, transitioning to this, Johnny, when I looked at um, Cam DeSilva at Ramswire's studs and duds from the games, he had your guy Darian Kendrick as a stud. So I want to give you the floor to talk about him. Well, the I, I think I think the reason why Cam decided to you know point out Darian Kendrick because he had an opportunity there. I don't know if you saw it, Steve, but he had an opportunity for a pick six. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. wasn't I able do to. That. Yeah, he was he wasn't able to secure the football. But had he, it would have been a pick six. And boy, that would have been sick to see a, a pick six right there. 
Um, it was early in the game too, so uh, that would have made it that much more spectacular. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen, but still a, a pretty good deflection. Uh, again, it's not going to jump off on on the stat sheet or anything, but that is something to be aware of. You know, it could have been just the jitters that he didn't secure the football, um, which is understandable for such a young rookie, especially one that's trying to play with the chip on his shoulder a bit. Um, but yeah, I was real happy with what I saw there. Um, again, other than that, you know, the, he did um, have a few plays here and there, but there was a few plays. He kind of lost his assignment a little bit, but that's to be expected for a young rookie. Um, so I overall, I was impressed with what I saw, but was I over the moon about it? Not quite. Yeah, and he didn't play that much. Um, neither him nor Jacoby Durant played a lot in this game, which I guess, you know, is with Sean McVay could be a testament to the fact that they like them. Um, the guys that did play a lot in this game, Haley, Hummel, I mean, we don't. I'm not really confident these guys are going to make the squad. Uh, although they did both make, make a lot of tackles. They were out there a lot. Uh, any, anyone else on the defensive end you want to talk about? I uh, was real happy with Grant Haley. Or yeah. Haley, is it Grant Haley or Grant, Haley Grant? Grant Haley. Okay. I, I think last week I said Haley Grant. He played a lot. Uh, he played 73% of the snaps. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because he, he's kind of been flying around uh, training camp a lot. He was making quite a few plays there and didn't have a terrible game this game either. It wasn't like, you know, again, an over-the-moon uh, thing either, but... Um, wasn't terrible. You know, I thought he, he did relatively well, but it's going to be really tough for him to make the roster. And quite frankly, I don't think it's going to be possible, but I do hope that uh, he makes the practice squad because I I think he's going to be one guy that the Rams are going to want to fall back on should injuries arise. Yeah, he's been floating around the league for a while. Uh, been around since 2018, journeyman. So, hey, you never know. Um, there are spots available. Is, uh, I don't want me, you know, made me think of this. Is, um, is Dante Dayon not on the team anymore? Did he sign somewhere else or did he just not sign? Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken and I, I, I think, uh, I should double check that. But, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he signed with the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely no longer with the team, uh, which is disappointing because I, I, I mean, not disappointing because I, I don't think he would have made the team with the newer additions, but still, you know, he was kind of like a locker room guy that everyone respected and everything like that. Uh, definitely won't say that he, uh, they didn't put his all into what he could do, but, um, he did make incredible strides from when we first saw him. So there's that. He did not sign with anybody, which is really, um, yeah. So I'm kind of surprised he's not here. Um, not that he would have been a lot to make the team anyways. Like you said, probably wouldn't have, but, uh, that's just kind of surprising. Maybe he's just asked for too much money. I don't know. Uh, you shouldn't if that's the case. <laughs> uh, how we feeling? <laughs> I can't even ask for the straight face. How you feeling about Cameron Dicker as a punter? Uh, Dicker the kicker. Um, 
I was a little surprised that they didn't have Riley Dixon out there, um, you know, kind of, you know, competing. This is feeling more like, you know, Cameron Dicker is basically a preseason body at this point. Oh, 100%. He's wearing a duplicate number. He's out there doing kicking and punting. Riley Dixon will, will be the punter for week one. Yeah, so it's it's in my opinion it's a little disappointing, but at the same time, you know, as, as far as a kicker, he is definitely interesting because um, he couldn't really do kickoffs all that well. Uh, but um, as far as a punter, wasn't anything special. But is it? Weird to say it seemed better than Johnny Hecker in the past few years. (laughs) No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It is hilarious that Sean McVay was able to find himself a guy who could play um, both kicker and punter so that they could rest two starters with one roster spot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about it like that, but that's, that's very true. It's very true, but... You know, I I have to say, though, I I do hope that, because clearly he's not going to make the roster, I do hope that he makes the practice squad because that's someone you want around just in case, you know, injuries happen. So, yeah, that's fine with me, man. You know, uh, yeah, I I, I mean, I'm hoping that Riley Dixon is is, uh, the real deal here, or at least a real enough deal that at least he's an improvement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I will see. I, I'm not, you know, Johnny was bad last year, but he was good for a long time. So yes, we'll, uh, we'll see how our new guy does. I, I do. We got to close on this game with this. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were in the same situation as me settling in to watch the game or as I did watch the condensed 33 minute version of the game on the day after it aired and just watching some bad players make just run the ball on the ground and then hearing the tackles made by Troy reader and then popping up and being like, Oh yeah, he's on this team. Uh, and then playing quite a bit. He led the chargers with eight tackles. Um, I texted Johnny after this and Johnny was like, you would think he'd be out there trying to prove something, but he didn't. (laughs) <laughs> just uh <laughs> just cracked just so fun. i was like i can't believe he's, he's playing and he was making a ton of tackles in the first half just like just he's out there hey man super bowl champion he has a ring he's got a ring um just just hilarious to me it's just so funny that he 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 popped up in our first preseason game uh, I mean, not just him either. I mean, Morgan Fox popped up too, and man, uh, he welcomed uh, Logan Bruss into the NFL. Did you see when he bulldozed him? I did not see that. I actually didn't realize he played. I didn't get that deep in the box score. I'm gonna yeah. look that up. Yeah, Morgan Fox just man, he trucked Logan Bruss, man, and uh... oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so kudos to him. I was always a big Morgan Fox supporter. I, I I remember wanting him back, but ended up signing for way too much money in Carolina, and and you know now he's with the Chargers. So uh, back back with Brandon Staley. So uh, you know, 
hopefully that helps his career out, you know? I didn't realize he made the play that led to that sack, because I think, was this the same, uh, this was the no, I don't know if this was the same play where Ankrum got smoked, but uh, three pressures, 37.5% pressure rate, two hurries, one QB hit, 92.2 grade from pro football focus for Morgan Fox in this game. Uh, what you like to see? I do think he's a good player. I am surprised they actually played him in this game. Yeah, I, I too was a little surprised to see him there, but when you think about it, Chargers' defensive line, their starters are freaking stacked, man. They they really are. So, um, and then you know we didn't even see our other you know former player in uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. So I don't know if he's hurt or not, but nah, he gets uh, paid way too much money to play in this game. That's true. That's he, true. They yeah. did pay him. He got uh yeah, he didn't get like the the Brinks truck, but they they sent him a uh, uh a Brinks sedan maybe to his house to drop off all that money. Shit, it's a Brinks truck to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, to us, obviously, it's like seventeen Brinks trucks to me, bro. <laughs> I, I would love a Sebastian Joseph Day contract. Uh, who do we got next? The God, the fucking Houston Texans. Oh, the Texans. I wonder if they're going to play any starters. I, I mean, even if they didn't, would, would it be that much of a difference? I, yeah, because I'm sure I've said this in the podcast before. As somebody who played on a really bad high school football team, um, we would get down 50 to nothing and then just carve up the fourth stringers and make the game end up being like 50 to 28. Because <laughs> like if, if the, if the Texans try out their starters, Davis Mills is going to have a perfect passer rating and just torch us. And if he doesn't, they should start thinking elsewhere at that position. Barillo. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't even know if they will play those guys, but you're right. Like it's, they don't have that many players who are like, they should absolutely not play in this game. It's like, just Brandon Cooks. Uh, good old Cooks. I, I do miss him, though. I, I I think the Rams would love to have him back also. I had him in a Dynasty Fantasy League. After we traded him, I traded him for like two third-round picks. I regret it every day. Um, I'm you glad. <laughs> yeah, because I just thought he was toast, dude. I thought he was done. Uh, and I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad that he has actually had a career after he left here. That was dealing with some scary injuries. Um, and uh, he's just continued to prove that he's a very good wide receiver. And hopefully either he's happy doing what he's doing on the Texans or they trade him to a team where he could do more meaningful football. But uh, I'm at least happy that he's good. Like, He's been playing really well the last two years. Yeah, it, it's like he, it's like all those injuries didn't happen to him. He just came back with a vengeance of sorts and uh, on some really terrible teams too. So, uh, kudos to him. Yeah, and no, uh, not to put a pun here, but he looked absolutely cooked in his last season here. So it's. Uh, it's good to see him back. I really hope they don't play him in this game because there's just no need. Tickets, according to Vivid Seats, as low as $6 for this game if anyone wants to go see the Rams play. They're, uh, is that is that a SoFi? 
That is it so far. I I may actually want to go. I mean, if you're free, those tickets are probably going to be like $12 after fees. If you don't care about sitting in the nosebleeds. Uh, I, I actually am more worried about parking than I am the actual tickets. <laughs> no, seriously. Parking at SoFi, it's it's ridiculous. Well, you're basically, I mean, at least if you go to this game, and I mean, I'm assuming, because you haven't been to a game at SoFi yet, right? No, I. but that will change for sure this year. I am definitely seeing at least one game. Uh, I hope to see at least three, but we'll see. Well, if I'm going to, like, I don't live there, so this doesn't mean anything. If I'm going to watch Rams-Texans preseason, I am buying nosebleeds, and I'm just exploring the stadium. Well, that's, so, so I'm fine chilling out for a little parking. Yeah, like, it is what it is. You got to pay something. Uh, but uh, parking is, man, it's, it's, a big, it's a big kick to the wallet, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you got anything else before we wrap here? I'm not. We're not going to preview this Texans game. It's, it's not a thing we're going to do. But but I I want to I want to preview it, Steve. Don't you think? <laughs> don't you think we should preview this third fourth string Texans roster? <laughs> no, the Better Call Saul series finale starts in three minutes, so I am going to go watch it. <laughs> that and that says a lot right there that steve would rather watch that than the oh <laughs> one of the best shows ever i don't want to i don't want to talk about uh who is kyle allen is i see on their team the texans i think i just is saw he? him on the injury report <laughs> yeah you're you're right i'm just messed around but uh <laughs> But yeah, just uh, go Rams and one more week closer to the actual season. Yeah, we're almost there. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rivera at Johnny Five Not Six. I don't know what just happened there. I talk Rams, whatever. Bye. How how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't doing it. You, you personally? I think we ain't doing it. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. 
Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 